Hi, this is Corey Feldman, and you're listening to Life Minute with this woman right here. After years of being blacklisted for speaking out about abuse he said he suffered as a child in Hollywood, actor and musician Corey Feldman is finally getting his due. Two songs on the Billboard charts, a U.S. screening of his previously unreleased 2006 film The Birthday, and a newfound friendship with filmmaker and comedian Jordan Peele, who is the proud owner of the prosthetic ear from the 86 film Stand By Me that Feldman recently auctioned. Feldman was in New York City last week with Peel, who featured several Feldman films at Lincoln Center for a special film series. And he stopped by our studios to tell us all about it and more. This is a Life Minute with Corey Feldman. Yay, Corey Feldman in the house. So glad that you're here in person, back with us at Life Minute. Thank yes, you so thank you coming. so much for having me. Uh, tell us what you're doing here in New York. It's really an honor. I've been very, very blessed to have a new friendship with Jordan Peel. Uh, the illustrious filmmaker, brilliant, talented director, comedian, actor, and uh, writer, of course. And um, I don't know, it's been this weird courtship, this weird strange fellowship that's come along. Uh, because he was an admirer of my work, uh, he claimed that I was his muse, uh, which I found very flattering. Uh, we became friends, we traded numbers, we started texting. And eventually I invited him over to my house uh, to watch a film of mine called The Birthday, which is uh, my proudest achievement. It is the thing that I celebrate as the kind of centerpiece of my acting career, if you will. Um, and the, the sad shame of it, the kind of um, tragedy in it, like a Romeo and Juliet, is that this brilliant piece of work, both as a filmmaker and as an artist, so the, the director who, who created this film also wrote it and would sit there and storyboard it out and sketch it out and everything was just, every single shot is perfect and it's brilliant and it's amazing, but it's never been released in the United States. It's never been seen by American audiences. There's never been an opportunity for one person to go buy a ticket and see it in a theater. And it was so sad and so, just heartbroken that we put so much painstaking time and energy and work into such a serious piece of cinema that Jordan Peele himself calls a cinematic masterpiece. He says, you know, everybody needs to see this film because it's, it's, we took the time to bother, you know, and it's, and it's really great. I mean, it really is brilliant. And it was seen in other countries. It was seen in Spain, it was seen in Germany. They, you know, it's won many awards. It won the best art direction. I won best actor in Luxembourg. So, you know, it's gotten a lot of achievements and acclaim in other places, but I feel like the powers that be were afraid of me ascending. And to prevent me from ascending, there was a certain effort made to make sure that this never got the light of day. And I feel like Jordan has broken through that shield and made it happen anyway. And that's an amazing thing. So he's a hero to me right now. That's so awesome. Yeah. I know a lot of directors have seen it. Oliver Stone, uh, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Quentin. They've all seen this film and they've all talked about how incredible it is in different ways. But 
nobody got behind it and said, let's get it out. So even though it's not distribution, we hope maybe something sparks from this. My, that's my, of course, big dream is that because of, of you know, Eugenio's new fame and the fact that, you know, we have people finally seeing it and paying attention, hopefully it gets some good reviews and hopefully there's a demand for it and we can actually get some wide theatrical distribution, which would be amazing. We hope for it. We pray. We keep our fingers crossed. That's so See. awesome. You deserve it. I'm so glad you're finally getting your due after all these years. God bless it. you. Thank yeah, you. Man. Thank you. Well, Jordan Peele describes you. it as uh, a what the F did I just watch experience. Yeah. <laughs> Feldman <Sweet>. at his best. <laughs> awesome. And why was it banned in the U.S.? Well, not because it's controversial, not because it's, you know, got something that's terrible in it. It was just literally they, they didn't, I think, want me you. to win any awards. I think that's what it was. I think they thought, hey, if this comes out, he's going to be back on top. And uh, I think it frightened people, to be honest. And uh, maybe I'm wrong. You know, all I know is that I'm going, I'm going based on what other people tell me. Uh, but when I judge the film myself, I judge it based on not the work that I see. I base it on the work that I did. So, like, when I was, you know, on that film, first of all, my, my wife at the time was pregnant with my child and I had to become this character and this character was so I was so entrenched in it I was dripping with the character to the point that when you watch the film you don't see me on there you know you see this guy it's a different guy altogether and it's so detailed and I would spend so much time because the thing that's magical above all else with this film is that its concept is original. It's a real-time film. So you follow the character, my character, from the moment that it opens until the moment that it ends, you never leave his side. So I'm in every single shot of the film, and it's in real time. That's cool. Yeah. So imagine the intense work when I'm playing a character that's got like nervous tics and a different voice and I mean this physical mannerism stuff that you'll see if you see the film uh, but it's so involved and so intricate that I would go home at night and my ex-wife would be like who is this guy I don't want the character I want my husband back you know I've been without you all day and it's time for you to come back and it would be very hard for me sometimes to shift gears so because of that I believe this is my finest work and it couldn't happen to a more beautiful person. Oh, thank you so Tell much. us about your awesome music. What's new with that? Um, well, so much. I mean, from the fact that we had our, our highest debuting single in the Billboard charts ever, uh, with my last single, Without You, it went all the way to number 26 in the first week. And Without You, the song I wrote for Courtney, um, ended up going up to 21. Um, but it's... Uh, it's been an amazing, just mind-blowing experience getting back on the road, being in front of the audiences again. Uh, six months of touring. We started in August. It was supposed to be 22 plus a few in 22. So we started off with, I think, 24, so uh, 24 shows sorry, uh, across the country. And then it was like, oh, well, you know, maybe we can do a second leg because there's a lot of interest. Okay, okay, so we can add like another string of shows, okay. And I was like, okay, maybe another leg. <laughs> so we ended up going all the way from August up until uh, two days before Christmas. 
literally. I bought a bus. I bought a bus, <laughs> and we were just like living on this bus, going out. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. We renovated, you know, all that stuff from the ground up and did a whole, you know, pimp my ride sort of thing and made it a rock and roll tour bus out of like a, uh, a Winnebago, you know? It used to look like a Winnebago and now it's like more of a rock bus. But it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. We have a second family we go out on the road with. It's been a beautiful experience, but the best, the best part of it is it's called Love Retours and it's been about the love. It's been sharing love and feeling love and exchanging this love with all of these beautiful people all over the world, you know, especially, I mean, really America, but, but so many different cultures just in America that you experience from, you know, doing a bunch of dates in Texas to going up to New York to going to Florida to going, you know, we've been everywhere. And uh, it's been amazing. I mean, we even got to go visit national monuments, you know, South Dakota. And, uh, Washington DC and you know seeing all the great stuff so it's been a really amazing year but the best part is we're not done yet we're gonna release another single in the next few weeks we're gonna release a new video you know we've already put out a few for this album uh, and and we've got the box set out as you remember so we're still promoting that box set because we're still promoting the new album from the box set and these singles are coming from that what's the new album called uh, the album is love left Two: army with love so it's a, a long title, but <laughs> yes, but it's a sequel. It's a sequel, so it's allowed to have a longer title. Uh, Love Left was the original album. It came out 30 years ago this year. So this is the 30-year anniversary, and what better time for the uh, album to get the recognition it deserves and the sequel that it deserves. So Love Left to Army with Love, um, and that's where, you know, Comeback King and Without You and all those songs are from. Uh, also, uh, the song that was in the, the Truth documentary, actually, uh, that I wrote for Corey, um, You Are Free, which went to number 19 on the Billboard charts. You are free to be a kid, just live your life the way you want to live. And um, that's on the album as well. So we've already got two top 40 songs and Comeback King, which is a viral hit all on the same album, so I'd say it's my most successful album ever already, and part of the box set. So when you get the box set, you're not just getting the album, but you're getting like four CDs, two DVDs, uh, a documentary, you know, the hologram, so there's so much that comes in it. And on top of all that, the best, best news is, I do believe, and I can't say it's official yet, but I do believe this year we're gonna extend the tour and we're going to actually make it our first world tour. Wow. So that's the plan. Awesome. The plan is we to go global to come with back it. Here and play you live. bet. You bet. Like well, in this little room. We're planning. Go. That'd be fun. <laughs> you know, we could do an acoustic thing. Yeah, you know. definitely. Yeah, it'd be fun. You should have told me to bring my guitar. Oh. Come on, Joanne. What do you think? Is there any more music stuff you want to tell us? Um, well, I don't want to put. I don't want to. You know, Sounds talk out much? of turn because we're not there yet. <laughs> but I promise you, I will come back when it's time to announce. So as soon as we have our, our agenda together and some dates on the line, I will come back and make sure to let everybody know. I feel like, I don't know what the right word to say, like you've never been more relevant, <laughs> like with the way times are now, you know, I feel like this is all happening. Don't you feel that it's way? A, like, it's a, there's definitely a crazy thing happening. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It feels a bit like a renaissance. It yeah. feels a bit like a, 
resurgence, but it also feels like people finally get it, mm -hmm. you know? Now it's okay now to like, you know. To back me or yeah. something, yeah. 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 Like, I it's don't a little know. annoying at the same time, but you know, but yeah, well, I think it, people it's see been, that as it, well. It's been hard. I'm just yeah. grateful that, that people are finally um, hearing it mm -hmm. and they're finally seeing me and they're supporting me and there's been a tremendous amount of love. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, my Twitter had, had so many bots on it that my, my follower count would always go down and never up. They already took control of my wiki. They took control of my Wikipedia page. is all full of lies. You can't fix it. They won't even let me near it. If I try to edit it, it literally says I've been blocked for up to two years or three years or something like that. So I can't even edit my own Wikipedia page. It's full of lies, starting with saying that I'm only 5'5". Five five. <laughs> and it says it on my IMDb as well. So <clears throat> they want to, you know, demonetize me in any way they can. How tall are you? 5'8". Okay. That's okay if you're 5'5". Five five. You know, some of us are small. You know. No, right. <laughs> it's okay to be whoever you are. But the point is, don't make yeah, it something to try not. to do it on purpose. Right. You know, to go out of your way <clears throat> to try and make somebody look small. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I mean, it's disgusting, oh it's filthy, and it's dirty. Yeah. And, you know, who does these things? Who knows? <clears throat> is it just wild, random hackers? Or is this an orchestrated movement? I don't know. But all I do know is I did what I had to do because that was what I was told by God. It's what I was told from my soul. This is what needed to be done. I made a promise. I kept my word. Now, I've been told it's time to move on. So I've moved on, I've gone back to creating my art, and for a while it was very frustrating because it felt like they didn't want anybody to hear what I had to say or what I did. And for many years it felt like my films were not allowed to be praised or, or I wasn't allowed to be, you know, recognized for being in them almost, you know. Um, but now I feel like that's over with and I feel like there's a new light and a new day and. Um, it's beautiful and I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful to have another chance to, to live my life and, and be an artist. Because so awesome. that's, that's who I am and that's what I love doing. You've been a champion for kids. You've been so open about everything you've been through. What do you want to say to kids? Um, I love you. <laughs> I want to tell all kids I love you and it's okay. And it's okay to say the truth. It's okay to speak up for yourself and always Defend your life and your freedom and your body. Nobody ever has the right to take anything from you. And for all kids, live your dream. Live your dream. Always believe in yourself. Believe in yourself, love yourself, and know that you can accomplish anything in this world. All you have to do is believe it. Awesome. We know we lost Adam Rich. Um, sorry about yeah, that. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like we're losing rough. so many people. I, you're a survivor. Mm. I have to ask you about that. I mean, you kind of just answered it, but what would you say to people struggling with anything? Well, um, I'm the comeback king, you know. I'll tell you a story, uh, something that happened on the road. So after a show one night, we were doing the, the VIP meet and greets, and a guy came and he sat down next to me and he said, can I take a picture? I said, of course, I'll take a picture. And he says, 
you saved my life. And I said, what do you mean? And he says, you know, your music saved my life. And I said, well, thank you, but how, how did my music save your life? And he said, well, it's a terrible story. It's a little rough, but I have to tell you. Um, he says, I was in a, a terrible accident with my family. There was nine of us in the vehicle riding together and all eight of them died. My wife, my kids, my brother, my dad, I mean, just like everybody. And he says, it's been a few years since that happened, but I mean, I was, I was messed up, I was in the hospital, but I was the only one that survived. And every year on the anniversary, I get super depressed. I go through a manic state and I beat myself up and I, I feel like, why do I deserve to be here? You know, what, how is this okay when I've you know, lost everybody around me? It must be my fault. It's got to be my fault beating himself up. And he said one day he decided, that's it. I don't deserve to be here. And he got a gun and he loaded it and he put it to his own head. And he said right before he was able to pull the trigger, he saw a vision of me going from the Comeback King video and then he heard the lyrics, they get you down on the floor, they're gonna keep it. Um, just kick you some more and treat you like spit. When you reach for the door, they're gonna close it. You're a beautiful soul, but no one knows it. The, the point is, is just, yeah, it's, it's very inspiring, right? And it's about, it's about getting yourself off the floor and picking yourself back up and, and being the best version of yourself that you can be. And, and not letting them kick you down, not, not accepting it, not taking it, you know, standing up and, and dusting yourself off and being the best you and, and standing up and, and being strong. And, and it's, it's not an easy thing to do. It's a very difficult thing to do. And especially when they keep kicking, you know, nobody likes to be bullied and it hurts. It hurts badly. But if you let them win, then they get what they want. You don't want to show them you're bleeding. You don't want to show them a bruise. You want to get up as quickly as, as possible and dust yourself off and go kick that butt because that's what it's about. It's, you know, pain is going to happen. Pain is part of life. We all have to deal with it. But instead of thinking of it as having to deal with it, if we thought of it as this is an opportunity for growth, then maybe pain wouldn't be perceived as bad as it is, you know. And somebody who's gone through immense amounts of pain, you know, can actually learn to appreciate that and say, hey, it's not just pain. It's an opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. And when I come out the other side, I'm going to be stronger because I survived it. Yep. And if you can survive this, you can survive anything. And that's, that's the message that this man got. So he was at that moment. He, he saw the face. He, he heard those lyrics and it, and it got him to stop and he put the gun down. So it's very powerful. And I, I, I welled up with tears and I was like, oh, thank you so much for sharing that story. It really meant a lot to me. Amazing. And Amazing. I'm sorry for what you went through and God forbid, you know, oh, I, I can't imagine how hard that would be. Oh my God. But, you know, I'm glad he's still here and was able to share that with me because that keeps me wanting to write more music. 
And I love your wife. What are tips Thank for a happy you. marriage? <laughs> <laughs> happy wife, happy life. That's the tip. <laughs> She's a sweetheart. She Thank you. She diabetes book for my son. That was last oh, time. I know, that's we right. Had, yeah, like, I the remember. The next day, he almost lost his life in a coma from diabetes. Oh it was like God. the day after our interview. Yeah. She's so sweet. So and me and, and did that you, was really did you fantastic, actually, actually, did you get any value from I it? I did, yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Really, really I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. All right, happy life, happy life. And you guys work together a little bit. She's in the band, right? It, it's amazing <laughs> that we're able to do what we do. You know, we're we're together like 24/7. <laughs> but because of her, you know, her other job, which is not being, you know, the musician, not being the singer, not being the dancer, not being the DJ, not being the VJ, not being the wife, but being the health coach. And when she's the health coach, she is helping a lot of people. All the time and but it's a lot of work she's in the kitchen 24 7 she's on the phone with clients she's got clients in person she drives to their house sometimes she does shopping with them sometimes I mean it's it's a big job and it takes a lot of dedication especially just to take care of her own self yeah. you know because she lives by such a regimented diet and schedule uh, but that's how she looks so beautiful. That's her secret, and uh, it's not. Is that not, how you look so good too? Is she keeping you in line? She beats me up sometimes, <laughs> but you know, I still eat a little bit of dairy here and there. I'm, I'm not perfect. I just, I guess, I have to say that your iconic films, all those Jordan Peele, actually, he picked four of them. Why do you think, like Stand by Me, for example? You know, what makes it stand the test of time? Why is it so relevant now more than ever? Well, it's in the title. We have to stand by it. <laughs> it's asking for it. It demands it. Um, no, I, uh, I think it's a great film. It's a, it's a testament to Rob Reiner's vision, Stephen King's story, uh, brilliant cast, um, myself aside. I'm just everybody, you know, River Phoenix, Kiefer Sutherland, Jerry in his first film, you know, Will. Everybody did such a great job. You know, I was very proud to be part of that film, and 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 the, the seriousness with which it was taken, like the birthday. You know, that's why they work well together because they are definitely two of the most serious films I've done, and 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 the intention behind it was so serious. Uh, the work was so precise and steady and focused. You know, something like Goonies. It's it's. Obviously hard work and obviously you're you're doing these enormous things and these enormous shots and this enormous production and all that But it's different because it was actually more free-flowing We could just kind of do whatever we wanted to do and just be kids and you're in kids and you're in this situation And we'd improvise and it would just be whatever but this was you know, we weren't talking over each other We weren't you know, it was methodical. It was precise very detailed very specific so that's why I think the difference between Stand By Me and, and other films of mine. Oh, I have to ask you about the, the ear. I think the Jordan Peele ear. I, I couldn't believe when I saw that. He bought the ear. Jordan Peele yeah. got the ear. Yeah. The last time we, the we thing? interviewed Corey, he was auctioning off uh, the ear, ear yes. from Stand By Me. Yes. And, <laughs> oh, it and it was Jordan Peele that, was, that know, bought the It blew my ear. mind. And when he oh, told me wow. that, I was like, well, you know what? Because, you know, I don't know if you remember what happened, but they, they hacked into it yes. and they froze the bid button yeah. so that nobody could bid for like 24 hours and it messed up the price. So it should have gotten <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars and it ended up selling for nothing. Maybe, you know, three or four thousand or something like that. And I said, I, when Jordan told me, I said, 
wow, you got really lucky because you came in right at the end and you got, you know, you got to take advantage of the fact that there was like this terrible hacking incident that happened and all this stuff. And I said, so, and he goes, well, I, now I feel bad. I mean, do you want it back? And I said, no, I'm happy it was you. Because if it would have been somebody who like didn't really appreciate it or didn't really care, like they were like, hey, I just got a good deal on it, so whatever, you know what I mean? How cool then is that? Then it wouldn't, it wouldn't so, be cared for. It wouldn't be treated yeah, properly. But I yeah, know sure. you as, we'll a, as a, a lover yeah. of art and yeah. as a director of, of these types of films, you are going to really make sure that you, you, you know, preserve it properly. So, awesome. yeah, I think it's in the best hands it could be in. Anything else you want to tell us? I think that's it for now. All right, cool. But you know what? We will see you back next All time. All right, all right. And we thank better. you for inviting me again. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. And <laughs> I will every now. time. Oh, thank you. No, You're it's so best. nice to meet you. You're so you beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. it's so nice to Inside meet you in now. person. Thank you. I really appreciate it. To see more of this interview, visit our website, lifeminute.tv.